blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we've got one returning patron to take on a newcomer to the stage. In one corner, he's a man who's got that sweet drip on his Farmers Only page. Yes, he's been wearing the sweet striped and bibbed overall since he was a wee one. It's Josh Koshbagosh North. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm pretty sure I've never won on this show, so uh, <laughs> just looking good for Justin already. <laughs> Don't get, I won't get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Josh, you want to remind everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm. Uh, I do accounting for. A, by a farm company down in the Seattle area. Um, not a whole lot other than that. Um, nothing new. Uh, yeah. Farm company. Is that what you said? No, a, a biopharmaceutical company. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought my intro was even better than, than I thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, but I did wear a lot of Oshkosh Bagosh overalls when I was a baby. There so. you go. Oh, they're so adorable. <laughs> they're so adorable. You saw the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Your opponent, your opponent today, is a man who's never afraid to share his opi- to share his opinion, even if you didn't ask for it. He's gonna give it to you. It's Justin Two Cents Wentz. Always giving those two cents, aren't you, Justin? That's all I got to give. That's exactly, exactly. Well, could you let everybody know a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, Justin Wentz. I'm from Fernandina Beach, Florida, uh, right in the far northeast corner of Florida. It's basically stone's throw from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. Um, I own a small trivia company here in Fernandina. We host a few games. We're recovering from, still recovering from what we call 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> getting our tread back. But uh, but that that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That's my two cents. <laughs> All right. Thank you for providing that as always, man. I can tell you. I'm surrounded by the Jays today. I got John. I got Josh. I got Justin. So uh, how about we learn some rules for our jovial jaunt of a game? Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, everybody. We Now that we know the rules, I want to get to know Josh and Justin just a little bit better. And I got a little ditty going on in my head. And it goes something like, Nana, uh, I've got X-Men on the brain, and so I want you to tell me who is your favorite X-Man character. 
Oh, man. I guess I'll jump in because I'm such a non-comic book person, which means you can no longer be friends with me, I'm sure. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Guess what? My literature is coming at you with uh, all comics, I think. This exactly. <laughs> Son of a um, Sorry. I'm it's sorry. Right. I, can, I can bleep. It's okay. Um, I, I will. Uh, I guess I, I actually do have a favorite only because I like the actor who played him in the movies, which is um, Evan Peters played um quicksilver there you go that's yeah, his name, you go. right yes. <laughs> it took me a second so <laughs> get your maximum non- yes 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 Son i enjoy his scenes and i enjoy evan peter so that's my sure. reasoning and logic <laughs> he's very good actor all right josh uh i am also not a comic book guy so <laughs> oh, well all right uh, bad call on my part <laughs> we're both uh, kicked off all right. So I'm just going to go with the one I liked playing with the most in the X-Men arcade game and go with Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, Wolverine is the safe answer for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say Quicksilver is a little bit better of a deep cut, even though he has been in a couple films. Um, I like Wolverine a lot. There are probably a couple that might have been, you know, could have won. Maybe Nightcrawler because I love how cool he is. I mean, Wolverine has the better stories. It, it's an obvious. It's Wolverine. I'm sorry. It's got to get Wolverine over Quicksilver. I, mean, I was going to go with Wolverine just to pander, but yeah. I just <laughs> not calling you out, Josh. I didn't mean yeah, like that. So, to be honest, that's the only X-Men I can name off the top there, of my head. So. Go, all right. I thought I'd, I'd try to go deeper. He so. does have some really good stories. So, uh, all right, Josh, it means you get to start off our game. What category are we going to get things kicking off in? Uh, I will start with TV. We're starting off in the 50s. Ooh, okay. Which cigar-smoking comedian used to break the so-called fourth wall uh, by talking directly to the viewer while watching his wife's shenanigans on their show that ran from 1950 to 58? The only husband and wife show I can think of did not happen in the 50s, so trying to think here. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pass this one. I'm not quite sure all right justin do you know this one can i be a pain and get a reread on that one please nope not gonna do it okay i'm just i'm just kidding <laughs> the quicksilver <laughs> yeah evan peters uh all right which cigar smoking comedian used to break the so-called fourth wall by talking directly to the viewer while watching his wife's shenanigans on their show that ran from 1950 to 58 ah the only cigar smoking comedian i can think of that had also a famous wife I just never, if, if they had a show, I never knew it. I would say uh, 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 Gracie was his wife. Um, um, oh, I just had his name in my brain. George Burns. George Burns is correct. Yeah. Oh, Gets the deal. So yeah, the George Burns and Gracie Allen show debuted in 1950. And so it lasted till 58. Yeah, I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. But is it, is it as crazy as starting off with a steal and now you get to pick your own category, man? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, in order to get the pain out of the way, we're going to go with literature. Oh, I love you. it. Yeah, you're a little bit of masochist <laughs> there going straight. <laughs> exactly. <forward>. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, actual books. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's that's insulting. My apologies. It's awful. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still the 50s. Oh, wow. Son of a gun. <laughs> Me am appear first in Superboy number 68 in 1958. Me am number one. People no take me serious. Me am real Superman. Who am me? 
Well, at least Josh showed his hands. So I'm, I'm not that worried about a steal. So. Um, I only based on the clues. I'm going to take a guess, and it might lead. I don't know. I don't know if this is a character or not. I'm going to say. I don't know if I'm going to add an extra word to this or not. I feel like it's going to have a like a boy. I'm Tarzan boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a great song, Tarzan Boy. Uh, that is uh, incorrect. <laughs> damn, okay, okay. <laughs> Josh can Baltimore. You... I can name that, damn it. <laughs> Josh, can you steal? No, he sounded like you were talking like Yoda to me, so I have no clue. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't have a guess. No. Uh, I, I was speaking how this guy spoke, but I believe John knows it. Is this uh, Bizarro? It is Bizarro. So that is uh, Bizarro speak. That's how he talks. And uh, I thought that was a particularly clever I clue. Uh, I should have known that from the Seinfeld end. Yes, Dang exactly. It. You had Seinfeld it. as an option. Adam, that was yeah. a clever clue. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. No points going for comics. Uh, we are back to Josh. I'll try my hand at sports. Okay. And it is the 90s. Okay. On October 11th, 1992, who became the first player to suit up for an NFL team and an MLB game in the same day when he first played against the Miami Dolphins, then flew to Pittsburgh to uh, to play in the NLCS game against the Pirates? Um, I'm pretty sure. I know, I know there's multiple people that have played both sports, but I think primetime Deion Sanders was the first one he made a big deal about going in the helicopter from one to the other um so I'm gonna guess Deion Sanders neon Deion Sanders is correct primetime he is the man and he did it but he didn't actually play in both games he did only suit up so they didn't have, the Braves didn't actually uh, play him so he played for the Falcons that day uh then yeah. traveled over and he sat he basically sat on the bench so he is suited up for both but there still hasn't been anyone who has played on the same day for both leagues Okay. So interesting. Yep. All right, Justin, we're back to you. All right. I will go with movies. Okay. It's the fifties again. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which Alfred Hitchcock film released in 1951 and based on a novel by Patricia Highsmith stars Farley Granger and Robert Walker as two disconnected souls railed together by a chance meeting. Appreciate the clues on that one. I believe that would be Strangers on a Train. Strangers on a Train is correct. All right, Josh, what are you feeling? Uh, I'll try Toys and Games, please. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. In what 1986 platform arcade game do two dragons set out to save their girlfriends from a world known as the Cave of Monsters? In each level, they must defeat enemies by trapping them in spheres and popping them. Hmm. I don't know that this game was around when I was going to the arcade still, but... Um... The only guess I have, but I don't think it's right because you said the word in the titles, Double Dragon. Double Dragon is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? This sounds like vaguely familiar, but I have like zero. 
double bubble toil and trouble. No, I'm not. I have, I have literally no, no guess on this one. Dragon eggs. I don't know. I literally cannot do anything on this one. I'm sorry. Not a <laughs> problem. Terrible podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all of that is incorrect. Though you did get one of the words. Bubble is in there. Uh, yeah, this was bubble bobble. Bubble bobble. Oh the, car- the dragons were very cartoon looking. I kind of recognized the. I never played it, but I absolutely remembered seeing the the cartoons or the cartoon dragons like on the uh, cover and stuff. So Interesting. never heard okay. of that one. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. I thought it would ring a bell when I heard it, but yeah, me neither. All right, Justin, where do you want to go next? Let's go with. Ah, we'll stick with the the entertainment. Let's go with music, please. Okay. <laughs> Come on, 50s. It's the 50s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Take a little sip of water. I got to get my voice ready for the Uh-oh. throwback lounge. We're taking a trip, everybody. And so I need you to name the artist of this 1956 number two hit that includes the following lyrics. The wind in the willow played love's sweet melody, but all of those vows you made were never to be. Though we're apart, you're still part of me. I'm sorry, you're part of me still. Hey! <laughs> I can do that from the beginning, as I totally botched it a bit. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I all right. Could do uh, here we go, all right. <laughs> The wind in the willow played love's sweet melody, but all of those vows you made were never to be. Though we're apart, you're part of me still. Hey! That didn't help. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me think through those lyrics for a second. Oh, my goodness. That is rough. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people say, I wasn't alive when you talk about a trivia question. And I'm always like, well, who was the first president? George Washington. We well, were alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 50s music. I can't say it's because it's too old, but oh, this is just tough. It's not really like you see reruns of old shows. You don't really hear reruns of 50s music unless you seek them out. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, oh, I can't even come up with like an educated guess on this one. Um. 56 number two hit all right who is big in 56 um i'll say um trying to go through sorry i try not to talk out loud too much to give any any hints Mm -hmm. um 1956 all right let's go with um ah, teddy bear by elvis presley i have no idea (laughs) i need the artist so are you gonna go elvis okay i'll go elvis presley yes yes elvis presley is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? No, um, I'm not even sure if he was around in the 50s, but I'll just say Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is incorrect. Uh, so I think this one actually goes, The wind in the willow played Love's sweet melody But all those vows you made Were never to be Oh, is that Sinatra? Though we're apart you're still part of me, or you're part of me still, for you were my thrill on Blueberry Hill. It's Fats Domino. The song was Blueberry Hill. Dang it. Yep. <laughs> Would have never gotten there. That's Good fair. job, though. Good fair. job. Uh, all right, Josh, we're back to you. And left, we've got news and politics, fashion, slang, and food. Uh, I'll try slang, please. Okay. 
And your decade is the 70s. What two-word term refers to consumables often high in amounts of fat, sugar, salt, and calories? Invention of this term is attributed to Michael Jacobson, director of the Center for Science in uh, in the public... Director for the Center of Science in the Public Interest, who used it first in 1972. Can I get a reread, please? Of course. What two-word term refers to consumables often high in amounts of fat, sugar, salt, and calories? Invention of the term is attributed to Michael Jacobson, director of the Center for Science in the Public Interest, who used it first in 1972. Oh, boy. Two-word term for junk food. I'd just say junk food. I'm glad you did, because junk food is correct. <laughs> I thought he was going to go away from I it. I was like, oh. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if you, if you did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got the junk food in my head, and I'm not even saying it. What yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was epic. I was like, yeah, yeah, think about a really good two word term for junk food. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, once I said it out loud, I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> All right, Justin, we're back to you. All right, let's go with news and politics. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. All right. In 1986, Bovine spongiform encephalopathy was identified following a British epic uh, following a British epidemic. What is the disease commonly called? Finally, I don't have to wreck my <laughs> brain thinking about mad cows and their brain. <laughs> mad what's a, cows. What's disease. another word for a mad cow? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Angry. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Beef. Uh, yes, mad cow disease is what I'm going to go with on that one. <laughs> yes, mad cow disease is correct. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Josh, we're back to you. Do you want fashion or do you want food? Uh, I'll try food, please. Okay. And it's the 2000s. All right. Introduced in 2007, what McDonald's menu item had one all-beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles on a sesame seed bun as a smaller take of their daddy-of-all-iconic fast food burgers. I don't know if this is a thing, but I'll just say the Little Mac. Little Mac is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? Oh, man. That was going to be my guess, too. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very logical guess, Josh. <laughs> um... Did they lead with the, the MC in this food item, or did they leave it Mac? I guess, for lack of a better guess, I'll go with the Mini Mac. So my big hint was trying to be uh, take their daddy of all iconic. It was officially partly called Son of Mac, but there are a couple other official approved uh, names that I would take, which are Baby Mac, Mac Jr., or Mini Mac. Little Mac was not called was official, but Mini Mac is accepted. <laughs> yes, but yes. Son of Mac was, was what I was hoping to get. But Son of Mac, yeah. wow, that's probably hard to market. That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, getting the steal, and you're gonna end in fashion. See if I got all a comic right. book fashion question in here. All right, <laughs> quick <Quicksilver. laughs> Yeah, just my answer for the rest of the. There that. you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we will uh, end uh, this round in the 80s. 80s, okay. Yes, that was a lot. <laughs> what American retailer founded in 1980 can be traced back to a small surf shop in Seal Beach, California? The company sell, sells lifestyle apparel along with swim, footwear, and accessories designed for teens and young, and young adults. As of 2022, the company operates 325 stores in all 50 states and Puerto Rico. Oh, retailer, Seal Beach. It's uh, one that comes to mind. I'm just trying to think. 325 is not a lot of stores. I feel like this is one you see in every mall, which seems it would be more than 325, but I guess I'm going to go with this. I can't get out of my head, so I'm going to go with PacSun. PacSun or Pacific Sunwear is correct. <laughs> yes. Good oh, pull. my God. Thank, thank God it came into my brain first. Otherwise, yeah. I would have never gotten there. I was hoping it was going to be Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, you know what? That totally could have been. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. I think that does fit almost I, most of those criteria. I will uh, stop all of my shouting out. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. That is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, with that last steal and his last correct answer, he pulled ahead a little bit. Justin has 50 and Josh has 20. Yep. And we have seen bigger comebacks than that. Uh, as Josh got to start off round one, Justin, you get to pick for Josh to start off round two. All right, let's see. Um, counting on those uh, those comic book questions, so let's go with literature. Okay, there's a highly likely. I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> put him out of the misery. Yeah, and the decade is the '60s. Okay, we have a question by Will Boylan. Thank you, Will. Premiering in 1965, Fritz the Cat is a comic strip set in soup in a super city of anthropomorphic animals and focuses on Fritz, a feline con artist who frequently went on wild adventures that sometimes involved sexual escapades. Who created this incredibly controversial comic strip? Mm, I don't know many of comic writers. I'll just say Schultz. Schultz is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? Uh, I'm trying to think of who. 65. I guess I feel like this is going to be someone outside of the, like, your regular cartoonist. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with just a weird left field answer of Andy Warhol. Uh, Andy Warhol is also incorrect. <sighs> this is this was probably one of the toughest I had in my entire bit because I, I definitely didn't know this one. But he must be beloved somewhere. Um, Fritz the Cat was created by Robert Crumb. Robert Crumb. So, very tough. All right. That, uh, no points awarded, but we can keep things going. Josh, what do you want to give to Justin? Just because I don't want it, I'll give Justin music. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's also the 60s. <laughs> And we have the ever-so-rare double throwback lounge trips today. <laughs> so, all right. <clears throat> so I need you. We're going to be singing again. And you need you to name the artist of this Billboard number 47 hit that includes the following lyrics. I found a dream that I could speak to, a dream that I can call my own. 
I found a thrill to rest my cheek to, a thrill that I have never known. Hey! Yikes. <laughs> when you play along, when you're listening, you never realize how hard this category is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I said the year. Did I say a year on that one? I think uh, you did. You said number 47. I didn't write down a year, though, but... Uh, it was released... Uh, this version was released in 1960. Okay, 1960, okay. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of those lyrics again. Um, 60, okay. Da, 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 da. Um, just literally going at the angle of who I think was making songs at that juncture. Because <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics aren't getting me too far. Um, 60, number 47 hits. So this is something that probably has some significance now if it wasn't that big of a hit then it's probably carried on to have a legacy um let's go with god 1960 is such a weird one like i can come up with people like in the mid to late 60s and in the 50s but i like <laughs> um that the cheek thing i'm gonna i i said it last time let's go with frank sinatra frank sinatra is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the directness of that. I, I will stay consistent and I'll say Johnny Cash. There you go. <laughs> For consistency's sake, uh, you're both also incorrect on that one as well. Uh, this is a very tough one. I didn't really lead into in the lyrics. I'm not even going to pretend to sing the actual one uh, because it's a phenomenal song by Etta James. It's At Last. It's her oh. version of At Last. So. Dang, okay. All right, yeah, very tough ones. Not going to lie, both of those. So, all right. Uh, Justin, you are picking back for Josh. All right. He looks like a guy who loves him some fashion. I Let's see. go fashion. <laughs> and I say that, I'm wearing a Kermit the Frog yeah. t-shirt. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think you're wearing the same hat I met you in. Uh, have Absolutely. you taken it off since Jacksonville? <laughs> not really, not really. Okay. <laughs> Your decade will be the 90s. Okay. What kind of necklaces sat directly on the neck? Bonus points if it had a crucifix or Egyptian ankh pendant. You could go soft and feminine with ribbon, lace, or velvet, or it could be edgier if made from leather or chain. Uh, I'm just going to go with a choker. Choker is correct. Exactly what I was looking for. Nice job. All right, getting some points. And what do you want to give to Justin? Um, let's give Justin news and politics. Okay. This decade will be the 70s. What serial killer confessed to 30 homicides across seven U.S. states between 74 and 78? His Florida trial in 1979 was the first to be nationally televised in the United States. And interestingly, thanks to his law uh, his law school background, he made the decision to handle most of his own defense. All right. We well, hit the sweet spot here since <laughs> all Emily does is listens to true crime podcasts and murder shows. <laughs> I wake up every morning to, and then she stabbed her husband seven times in the throat <laughs> <laughs> because it's on oxygen all night. Um, yeah, that's going to be Ted Bundy, the always charming and handsome Ted Bundy, I believe. That is. I stayed away from... Uh, <laughs> Charming and handsome and that kind of stuff, but that is correct. 
definitely was Ted. Yeah, read, read more about him. He wasn't so charming and handsome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't sound like it. <laughs> no, that surface was uh, there's a lot below it. <laughs> All right, let's keep things moving. What do you want to hand over to Josh? Let's give Josh toys and games. Okay, and toys and games. And we are staying in the seventies. In the seventies. Okay. Star Wars was the first film to, to successfully market toys based on its movie. What toy company produced the popular Star Wars toy line of plastic three and a half inch figure figurines? Uh, in all, they created over a hundred unique toys. It produced and sold from seventy eight to eighty five. Uh, I'm just going to go with one of the big ones and say Mattel. Mattel is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Sorry, Justin, can you steal? I knew the Jays Josh were going to get to steal? me. Yeah. I, mean, I, I forgot the rules, <laughs> he obviously. He can steal his own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets two guesses. This is volleyball. Um, <laughs> I believe, if I remember right, I feel like I'm, I'm going to go with Kenner. I feel like Kenner was the company that produced those toys. Kenner is correct. All right. All right, getting the steal, and so far Josh's prophecy of uh, losing every game he's been on is is working correctly. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of game left. There's a final well, yeah, question. Yeah, there is. There are plenty of questions to flip flop things around. But Josh, what do you want to give to Justin? Oh boy, let's go with movies. Okay. And your decade is the '90s. And we have an explain a film plot badly. So. <laughs> Justin and I will be giving you a year and a bad description of a film. And so you need to name that movie, okay? 1994, public transportation running ahead of schedule for once. (laughs) I guess my brain immediately went somewhere, so I'm going to go with my gut and say speed. Speed is correct. (laughs) Yes. All right. Where, where Where did your gut go? The same, that same spot. Went to speed. The only reason ninety four. I, I have this like weird fact in my brain that there was no sexiest man alive named in ninety four, oh. and retroactively, people went back and named County Reeves huh. because I believe that was the year of speed. speed. And so that was why I was okay. like ninety four. But it's got got to be speed. Got to be speed. <laughs> so. and it is. Yep. And he is a sexy man, especially in nineteen ninety four. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, Justin. What do you want to give to Josh? All right, let's give him slang. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Right. What four-word farm-friendly phrase, generally meaning don't flip out or calm down, had one of its earliest pop culture uses in a 1982 episode of The Facts of Life? Can I get that one more time, please? Mm Mm-hmm. What four-word farm-friendly phrase, generally meaning don't, don't flip out or calm down, had one of its earliest pop culture uses in a 1982 episode of The Facts of Life? Um, I'm not pulling anything here, and I don't want to give him any clues, so I think I'm just going to pass it. All right, passing over to Justin. All right. Well, the only only thing that I can come up with in my brain that kind of fits the clues, I guess I associate with Bart Simpson, but I'm going to say don't have a cow. 
Don't have a cow is correct. So I specifically stayed away from Bart Simpson, thinking it'd be too e- too easy. But yes, uh, actually, I think believe Michael J. Fox used it uh, early in Facts of Life. And that's where it kind of very really kinda nice, very nice. I got all the cow questions today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the cow questions. You heard I was born in Missouri and, and lived they, in Iowa, so exactly. It fits. It fits. All right. Gets the steal. Now, Josh, you got to continue. Is he going to keep getting some points, or are you going to stop him with either Ugh. TV, sports, or food? No, uh, we'll give him food. Okay. And I'm going to correct you. Michael J. Fox was not on The Facts of Life. Oh, he's on Family Ties, wasn't he? Yep. I always, I all those shows are bad, and I don't, I forget them. I mix them all up. Literally, Growing Pains, Family Ties, Facts of Life. They're the exact same show in my head. I know, I know, I'm a nostalgia podcaster, and that was a terrible thing to say. But I, I get growing pains of family ties. Facts of life yeah. is a little different. It's, it's sure, <laughs> sure. A bunch of girls at a boarding school. The other one, yeah. Gotcha. See, I get yeah, yeah, mixed up. All right, what category was picked? Uh, food. Okay. Decade is the '80s. Who's this one going to? I forgot. Justin. Justin. Back to Justin. Okay, '80s. All right, we got a question from Will Boylan. What a long, strange trip it's been for a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor that debuted in 1987. It features a fruity ice cream with fudge chunks and is named as a tribute to what legendary frontman? All right, I know "Long Strange Trip." I believe is a Grateful Dead song, and I think there's some irony in this that he passed away of diabetes like right around the time it was hitting markets or something. But uh, no, I think he died in '95. So I'm going to go Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia, or uh, yeah, Jerry Garcia was what I was looking for. Yes, Cherry Jerry, Garcia. Oh, were you looking? For, I'm so I sorry. Said the front I said which front man, but I know you, okay. you know it. You got sorry, it. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. Jerry yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, my bad. Jerry Jerry Garcia is correct. <laughs> Listening comprehension isn't a strong suit. Sorry, it's all right. And it was a yeah, yeah. I kind of said it in a weird way. So, all right, Justin, what do you want to give to Josh between sports or TV? Um, let's give him. Um, you're not out of it. Tough, tough call. Yeah, I got to get both of these to. Uh, yeah, it, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Let's see. He picked both categories in the first round. I'll go um, give him sports. Okay. Thank you. Give me a <laughs> shot. <laughs> Your decade is the 70s. In 1971, what Venezuelan thoroughbred won both the Kentucky Derby and Preakness? But due to a foot infection that had bothered the horse for several days, it only took fourth place in the Belmont Stakes. It shares a name with a fictional SUV that's a country fried truck endorsed by a clown. I'm pretty sure you just asked this question. I did, but I'm not going to say anything. No hints. And I cannot remember the name of the horse or the truck. So now I'm feeling real dumb. Oh, no. I hadn't heard of it when I heard the answer, and it didn't stick. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, not, all right. not grabbing it. Justin, do you know this one? Uh, I do not. <clears throat> I'm obviously behind on something here. I'm <laughs> so, um, can I have you reread that for me, please, though? In 1971, what Venezuelan thoroughbred won both the Kentucky Derby and Preakness, but due to a foot infection that had bothered the horse for several days, it only took fourth place in the Belmont Stakes. It shares a name with a fictional SUV that's a country fried truck endorsed by a clown. Fictional SUV that's a country. 
trying to come at it from that second because I have zero idea on the horse thing. Country fried truck endorsed by a an SUV. Fictional SUV. God, I'm trying to think about fictional SUV and anything. Um, going through fictional cars and vehicles I can think of in my brain here. It's not the mystery machine. It's not the... <laughs> Let's see. Um, fictional SUV. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, um, I'm gonna have to tap out on this one. I literally have zero answer. I feel bad. Sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, John, you might know this one. I believe that's the Canyon Narrow. Yeah. Canyon Narrow, which is a song and an advertisement in the Simpsons, which I was thinking you might get there. Cause you uh, called out Bart Simpson for don't have oh, a cow. No. It was a fictional truck, fictional commercial. And yes, Josh, you were dead on. I did ask this question, but it was on an episode of the Benchwarmers trivia oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I guest hosted right. an episode of Benchwarmers, <laughs> and I was in a pinch. I needed a sports question. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reuse a couple of these, and if anybody listens to it, you know, they'll they'll get an extra in on that one. Well, it didn't help me at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it when you asked it on their show, and... <laughs> <laughs> didn't help me. I oh, do well. believe uh, David Lux got it. Uh, he knew that one, but uh, anybody well, he knows go, everything. He does. He does. <laughs> um, go check out Benchwarmers podcast, particularly the episode that I guest hosted. I think it was a pretty good one. So, all right. Well, we are going to end things uh, going over to Justin on TV. I believe. All right, and we will end in the sixties. All right, and a question by Ian Schultze. Beginning in 1968, you might have always called him Mr. Rogers, but his full name included what middle name, which is the last name of the delivery man who often visited Mr. Rogers' house? Oh, man. All right. I'm, I'm, I know I always hate this, but can I have a reread on that, please? I'm so Not sorry. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Beginning in 1968, you might have always called him Mr. Rogers. But um, but his full name included what middle name, which is the last name of the delivery man who often visited Mr. Rogers' house. Oh, I was just hoping you were asking for Mr. Rogers' first name because I knew that. <laughs> like like his real first name. Um, oh, okay. So I'm trying to think of the name think I know the name of the mailman. I don't know if that means the delivery man or not. And I'm pretty sure I only know this because of a Bloodhound Gang song. <laughs> Which is where I learned all of my best facts about life in the world. Um, that's Mr. Feely. I don't know. Feely? Feely Rogers? Well, that's kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um I guess that's all I have to go on, though. I'm going to say, I guess, Mr. Feely, I think, is the mailman. So, Feely? Feely is close, but not close enough. And you have enough points. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was Mick Feely. Oh, Mr. Mick Feely. Mr. Oh. Mr. Mick Feely. And so, yes, uh, Fred. Fred middle, Fred's middle name is uh, Fred McFeely Rogers. Wasn't Josh supposed to get a chance to steal oh, that? He was. Oh, oh, no. It doesn't matter. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I, it doesn't matter, I, I'm, Josh. I'm just going to go ahead and up. give you. I'm going to give you those points. <laughs> I'm doubled up, no matter what. I know, so that's why you're going to go ahead and get those points. I apologize. Did you know that one, Josh? Uh, I mean, when you said it was close, I would have gotten it. But... Yeah. Well, there you go. 
All right, so you would have gotten it anyway. So we're definitely giving you those points. Uh, my bad, guys. I apologize on that one. John, next no. time you see that, just stop me. Just if you see me starting to talk, just shoot me down. And as soon as he said that, I thought, I don't think that was supposed to happen right that now. That was not supposed to happen. That was an idiot host uh, uh, blunder on my part. Uh, but given those points that totally Josh absolutely would have gotten anyway, uh, where do we stand? Well, unfortunately, even with the free points, uh, it did not stop him from getting doubled up. Uh, Justin has 100 and Josh has 40. So maybe Justin wants to go for, uh, you know, for glory. You never know. Yes, go for guts and glory. Now, you could not hit our highest scores. Um, 280 is our highest ever. Uh, but you could get 200. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. So think about it. Um, but before we know what you're going to be wagering, we have to decide uh, what is going to be going or figure out what is going to be going into the final round. So, Justin, as you are on top, which uh, which category do you want to d- put in? Um, I think I'm going to go news and politics. Okay. And the decade will be the 90s. Okay. And Josh, what do you want to put in there? Uh, I'll try and get some redemption since I couldn't answer a question I just heard like a week ago and go back to sports. <laughs> well, and I also didn't let you answer a question in uh, TV, so I apologize. A lot, of, a lot of things going on. But yes, we can go back to sports. And the decade there will be the 2000s. Okay. So we have uh, 2000 sports and 90s news and politics with the two of you put down your wagers based on those two categories. I'm in. I'm sorry, Josh, about screwing up the McFeely thing. That's okay. <laughs> I forgive you. I'm just mad. I know the song and I didn't even come up with McFeely. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, it's, I was thinking Mr. Feely, not Mr. McFeely. Yeah. Mr. Syllable. Okay. I'm all ready. Okay. All right. We are going to start off in 90s news and politics. The first bagless cyclonic vacuum cleaner was sold in 1993 by what British company whose tagline is the vacuum that doesn't lose suction. And our 2000 sports question is from Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. Despite being convincingly in last place coming into the final turn of the 1000 meter speed skating final at the 2002 Salt Lake City Winter Olympics, which Australian won the gold medal after every single other racer, race, racer crashed out with less than 50 meters to go? All right, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to remind everybody out there, if you want to be on our 2023 patron tournament, you have to jump in ASAP because this episode is coming out right when it comes out, right before the end of the year. You've only got about three or four days to jump on the Patreon if you do want to vie for a chance to be into the 16-person tournament. So make sure you guys jump in at the $5 level or more, and you will have a shot to play in to our 16-person tournament. All right, Justin or Josh, do either of you need a question re-read? No, I don't think it's going to help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I second Josh's sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Well, then let's uh, hear some answers. Josh, as you were behind, what were your answers to the 90s news and politics and the 2000 sports question? Um. Well... For the vacuum, I just went Dyson because it's a brand I know, but I don't think it's British. Uh, and I didn't know any speed skaters besides Apollo Anton Ono, so I just went 
in tribute to my favorite, one of my favorite Seattle Storm players, Lauren Jackson. I just went Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. All right. And Justin, what were your answers? All right. Uh, yes. On the, the vacuum cleaner, I also went Dyson. Um, I guess that dude used to do the commercials and he had like a British accent. He'd be like, these fucking bags. Um, and I literally. Can we, that, had... can we get that British accent one more time? That was real good. <laughs> I mean, Wasn't I'm not sure good is the right word, but I'd love to hear just, it again. I just offended an entire continent, <laughs> an entire kingdom. <laughs> They're like, all right, get this guy out of here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, so I was the same way. Literally, Apollo Ono. I could think of like Bonnie Blair, Apollo Ono, and whatever that guy, Eric Heidner sank. I was like, none of those. They were all American. All None of them were Australian. So I. Literally decided to go with a Lucky Johnson because uh, I was not positive. I could not think of a popular Australian name. And I was like, let's go with Johnson. That works for me. All right. So we've got two Dysons, a Johnson and a Jackson. And let's find out the correct answers. Well, the first bagless cyclonic vacuum cleaner was the Dyson, created in 1993. And the uh, last place who eventually got first place, because everybody crashed. I do remember seeing this uh, clip pretty wild. His name was Stephen Bradbury. Bradbury. Wow. So, the second most popular name in Australia. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, props to him. I think it was probably a pretty cool ass story to uh, all a lot of Australians. So I think it's very, very. I like the question quite a bit, but it is tough for I think the American viewers for sure on that one. They have ice in Australia. Where do they? Where do they put it? <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So neither contestant getting both questions, but we do need to know what were your wagers. We'll start with Josh. Uh, well, I didn't want to go over my actual total, so I just bet 29. <laughs> See? And Justin, how about you? And I wagered just enough that I could hopefully add a few points, but not theoretically lose and went 19. Okay. All right, John, uh, give us uh, the mathemat- mathematize us up and let us know who won. With a final score of 81 to 11, Justin is the winner today. Woo! Congrats, Justin. Josh, you are the Nostradamus. And you, oh, <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse, too. <laughs> <laughs> I only legitimately got 30 points this game. That's pretty oh, bad. Man. No, it's still entertaining. Still very much, <laughs> very much enjoyed having you both on the show today. First, you don't succeed. Try, try again. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll save uh, Justin as our winner for the final shout out. But uh, Josh, please uh, remind everybody if you want or give your shout outs. Um, you can definitely blame me for that uh, last problem with uh, uh, that other that question <laughs> that I botched on that one for TV. So uh, no, no. my it's, apologies. It's all right. I just uh, thanks for having me on. It's a great game, great questions, and uh, well done, Justin. I don't really have any other shout outs. <laughs> All right, you want to curse your roommate real quick? No, oh. listen to the Bench Warmers podcast. He's on that. It's a there great podcast if you're into sports and trivia. There you go. All right, Justin. Very nice. Well, I'm just glad Josh didn't get his McFeelings hurt over that last uh, that last. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Sorry, terrible pun, Uh, guys. This is a blast. I've listened to you for a long time. Finally, it's like, why have I not been a patron? I don't know why. So if you if you've been listening forever and haven't become a patron, just do it. It's like you know, it's like a cup of coffee a month or something. So so um, so for that being said, you guys do a great job. You're awesome. Uh, If you ever find yourself in Fernandina Beach, come play some trivia. Trivia thirty. 
a uh, beautiful little spot in Florida that hasn't fully been discovered yet. So uh, otherwise, just thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, and I appreciate hanging out with you guys. Good job. Good game, Josh. Appreciate the good words. And uh, for John, I'm Adam. This is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Do you like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.